Dodge Yahoo, Phantom of the Forest, you spear finger fire dragon, Ohio grass man, silver giant, bloodless hollow, West Virginia vampire, coyote king, hogzilla devil, dark coyote killer. Mothman, smoke wolf, a lizard, demon, ashman, grafton monster, cow killing bastard, shadow creature, dust man, Cherokee, death cat, wild man, great fire rape. What else do I have to say? Steal yourself some chicken wire, and I'll get some lumber, cast the thunder brothers. Don't you dare get out of the golf cart. We can keep our pixies while we hunt the big feet. Smelly gastro team, red island bear beast. Silver giant, squalling savage, black wolf was kind of average. Stone giant, raven, mock a midnight, whistler, wampus beast, wild, wild woman, Ohio grass man again. Technically, huckleberry wolf, man of Wolf County, need to find the axe again if we hunt the lightning man. A is werewolf, deadly howl, Kentucky hellhound, little girl, headless horror, I can't take it anymore. Steal yourself some chicken wire, and I'll get some lumber, cast the thunder brothers. You dare get out of the golf cart We can keep our big seats While we hunt the big feet This here's Big Feats The only Mountain Monsters watch-along podcast That is an officially licensed vendor Of Wild Bill's co-whooping sticks They are just a length of exhaust With a catalytic converter still attached We've got plenty, we have an infinite supply Don't ask where we get them I'm Third Dan Squash Belt Robert Brockway. And I'm a willy and a trapper. I'm Sean, baby. And I am extremely famous author Jason Pargin. Uh, my goal in life is before we finish this rewatch of all nine seasons of the Bigfoot Hunting Reality Show Mountain Monsters, did I become too famous to be on this show? <laughs> there has to be a point where if I get, if I win like awards where my agent or whoever will call me and say, well, now you're not going to be on that. You're not going to do that Bigfoot thing because I'm also assuming that this show by we're recording a lot of these in advance. I'm assuming that this show is a phenomenon by this point. Right. Yes. We have made it a phenomenon. You are far too famous for this. And I, I, that's not necessarily that impressive. Uh, we are talking, of course, about the show mountain monsters, the hillbilly X-Files cryptid hunting reality show. Uh, if you're just just joining us, uh, don't do that. Start with episode one. We're watching through the whole thing. It's all worthwhile. Uh, before we get into today's episode, uh, let's do some plugs. Jason. Yes, I am a New York Times bestselling novelist. I've won awards for my books. I just won, but uh, the, the new one is coming out in October uh, of 2023. If you're listening to this in the future, it's already out. The book is called Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. It is a sci-fi novel uh, starring Zoe Ash. It is the third novel in the series, uh, available for pre-order in all possible formats. Or if you're listening to this after October of 2023, it's available for post-order. <laughs> all right, Sean. Well, uh, I have the Pulitzer Prize for Dong, and I write at 1900hotdog.com. It's a comedy website with jokes and hilarity uh, with my dear friend Robert Brockway and an all-star cast of, of writers. Go to it. I actually, I do, I'm an award-winning dipshit too. Uh, I have, I have a Webby somewhere. I have a Webby I'm using to store a bunch of old pens that don't have ink anymore. I feel like 
Maybe that's metaphorically appropriate. I don't know. Uh, I would like to plug our podcast, uh, Dog Zone 9000, two Gs, two Zs, three zeros, that me and Sean Baby do uh, every single week. Uh, we find cursed media from another reality, and we make a ton of jokes about it and have a bunch of fun. If you need a, a positive thing with no stakes, that's it. Go listen to the Dog Zone 9000. And already uh, there's some people out there complaining, well, if you wanted people to listen to the show, why didn't you call it something like cursed media or something like that that explains what the show is about? That's not... That's idea. Fuck. God damn it. The site doesn't, the operation doesn't have like a business manager to strategize all those things. It's. Oh, I just realized 1 900 hot dog doesn't even have enough like characters <laughs> to be a phone number. Wow. That's supposed Jesus. to be a phone number? I thought it was an address. <laughs> I've been telling people to send things there. The the yeah, that's where I get my paycheck. The theme song. Oh, no wonder. The theme song to the dog zone. Is a as a reference, as a cover of a song that they've never explained, and no one listening even realizes it because it's so arcane. <laughs> and now you're ruining it. You're telling everybody our secrets. People discover it sometimes and are amazed that that we bothered. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my goal. It's like I want you to be amazed that we bothered. Like, huh? I guess. Yeah. And you spent how long doing that? I guess the point I'm making: if you feel like this suits ruin entertainment, that it becomes corporate. There are no suits involved in this operation, and even tangentially. Like our our last one uh, was about Trum Trum self defense, which uh, is an insane Ukrainian children's network on YouTube that something went r tragically wrong with their algorithm, and they decided to make uh, life saving tips for young women that will certainly get them abducted and murdered, and it's all done in a just completely mad child narrator voice with bright colors, and it is. Completely, Matt. You will not find any crazier listening than what we just did this week. That's well, aside from what we're about to do right now. Uh, Mountain Monsters uh, is led by a cast of uh, Trapper. He's the leader. Huckleberry is Bigfoot Security. Not not diminishing him. That's his actual... It's on his name tag. Uh, Buck, he has never, ever uh, acted in that capacity no. once. <laughs> Well, and it's following a the theme. So Trapper is not a trapper. Huckleberry is not security. Buck is, uh, it's episode six now. So uh, Buck is no longer the rookie. He wants to be a caller. He's not a husky ninja. Jeff is not a hillbilly research scientist, but that's what it says on, on his, I mean, Willie, you know what? Willie might actually be a trapper. Uh, there's no uh, measure of quality attached to what Willie does, but he does build traps. And Wild Bill, uh, they say he's a tracker. There are certain things I'm sure he can track down very well. We're watching Mountain Monsters Season 1, Episode 6, Lizard Demon of Wood County. And fucking goddamn, after Mothman, they just get better every episode. This is my favorite episode we've watched so far. Um, but, but, have we got the first episode where they're using a made-up monster? If I Google Lizard Demon of Wood County, my only results are people talking about this episode of Mountain Monsters. So I do hear like vague other creatures that are the lizard man or the lizard or whatever, but the specific lizard demon that they're referencing, I don't, I feel like they, so it's, it's a whole new magical experience because as we learned in the previous episode, the Mothman episode, please go listen to that. If you haven't yet, 
um, they're not beholden to the actual established lore of these cryptids. They are not above just making up, just taking wild swings at new lore on the fly. But when they get to make up a creature from scratch, it's really something. Mothman did 9-11. Tell everyone <laughs> the truth will not be suppressed. <laughs> it, it only took them five episodes before they're like, we got to start making these things up. And the first thing they made up was Mothman did 9-11. Uh, God, they're the best storytellers. No, Lizard and Jason's completely right. Lizard Demon is not based on any specific folklore. There are lizard men in stories around the world, but in this region, in the way that they describe, nope, uh, they're pulling that out of nowhere. Uh, somewhere in Kentucky, there's supposedly a 15-foot monitor lizard, which I love. Okay. <laughs> it's like a Kentucky dragon, apparently. Uh, but no, no lizard demon anywhere. This is the they're free to just run wild with the with the lore on this one. Now. They start this off as, as with every episode with Trapper uh, driving them in a pickup truck, all, all crammed comically into his pickup truck to get to a destination. You won't believe this. Only 20 minutes drive from their house. <laughs> <laughs> Real lucky. It's so, it's so lucky that this is this can all be done on such an easy day trip. If I'm uh, not mistaken, they always say, oh, we're lucky to finally have one in our own backyard. Yep. Like they always kind of talk about like, boy, oh, boy, it's good to. Normally, we're, we're jet-setting across to the, you know, jungles <laughs> of locales. Argentina. Remember last last week when we were in the Vatican City killing monsters in the Pope's <laughs> wine cellar? <laughs> but, but, but there's a nice break to just walk into the this woods. This next one's on the International Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that. Fucking, I would give them anything if we could have that budget. The boys is like, we're I going to space. I would not even space. care. If it just opened with them in space, I would not even care. <laughs> Don't explain how they got there. I buy it. Uh, this here's the Mars Wolf King, and he's been uh, driving, <laughs> driving all the Mars farmers crazy, stealing their piglets. They're Mars piglets. Uh, <laughs> Jeff starts off by saying, "Well, the lizard demon, which is what we're hunting, lizard demons have been making their, their lizard demons plural have been making their way up the rivers. We've been finding cattle and, and animals absolutely mutilated, torn up." The stories say they got gills and some kind of triple eyelid eyes that do glow in the dark, and he can hold his breath quite some time underwater. <laughs> Just, that's that's <laughs> my quote. That's my quote of the episode. He has gills, and and in addition to having gills, he can stay underwater because he can hold his breath. So what do, what do the gills do? It seems impossible to not know what gills do. Like just as a second grader. To have an understanding of fish, much less like a country person who like probably enjoys fishing, right? Like has heard of it at least. Yeah, you get a, a you get a hook in a gill. You gotta know. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. I love that they have some kind of triple eyelid eyes, not specified which kind. As though there's <laughs> right. there's there's plenty. I love the way he emphasizes that do glow in the dark again. <laughs> like somebody said no before the camera started running. Like we're not doing that. It's dumb. Again, the the triple eyelid thing assumes that someone has not only seen it but has dissected one. Like how would you know <laughs> right. that information unless you had had one in captivity and analyzed its anatomy? That's not something you observe from across a field at night. Saw him blink at me three times, and then he winked once. He's got four eyelids, uh, and then he can—he's got gills, so he can breathe underwater. But he can also hold his breath just as a flex, just like just to yeah. win tricks at win win beers at parties. Now I su- I assume that the listeners have a question here because they are saying that they found deer and cattle mutilated, um, and there's the listeners saying, "Well, how 
would they assume that that was a lizard demon that mutilated? Like, like there's the woods are full of creatures that mutilate animals. That's just how nature works. Um, that's a great question. Uh, and because this is an entirely <laughs> fictional cryptid that they just made up on the fly, they could have invented any evidence, like that there's slime left behind or something. They could have said anything. No. Nope. They, they didn't even invent their own, like, here's how we narrowed it down to this was a liz- uh, lizard demon attack. They needed that time to specify that he's got gills and can hold his breath underwater. <laughs> we needed to slip that in. Now, we do see our first CGI of the monster, and it's kind of a, it's like a creature from the Black Lagoon. It's like a Gorn, uh, basic Gorn. It's a Gorn, yeah. But them thighs, man, thick cryptid thigh check. Let's do it. They're there. They are check. juicy. Looks like, looks like he gets chafed thighs from running through my mind all day. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> they are lusciously erotic thighs. Every time a creature on this show has thighs, they are. Jacked. They are beefy. They're Xenia on a top, like just kill a man by making love to him. Uh, Trapper says, I'll tell you what I know about the lizard demon. He's seven and a half feet tall, three, four hundred pounds. He has three toes and the center toes are a lot longer by a couple of inches, which all sounds reasonable. And then fucking Jeff decides to just throw a wrench in the whole thing. He immediately adds, I heard he's been chasing down cars. <laughs> Again, this is all just Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I hear he's been chasing down cars, just ripped the side out of it. Again, a nice bit of <laughs> yeah. improv completely steps all over anything anyone else has said. Again, they did not discuss this discuss this in advance because that is something that there would be photographic evidence of. And they do not present yeah photographic evidence of a car that has been attacked by a lizard demon where it could only have been attacked like where claws have been ripped out of the side of the car now what they do present is a picture of a ford taurus that has been in a fender bender (laughs) (laughs) as though the lizard demon ran a red light and and took off without leaving his insurance information (laughs) (laughs) buck is the voice of reason here because after jeff says yeah here he's been chasing cars buck says you're getting a little crazy, Jeff. <laughs> like, I think that he thought they were going to cut that, but they just left it in. Like, he <laughs> understands, like, buddy, come on. You're fucking out of control. Buck says, Buck asks him, like like a dog chasing cars or like a lizard demon chasing cars? And Jeff doubles down and says, lizard demon is chasing cars. <laughs> I'm adding this. You got to add a thing last time. I'm adding this. And Buck just goes, ooh, Jeff getting crazy. again did not know that was going to be left in the episode there's no way they can know because he says this shit about cars i'm glad everybody everybody please note that this is in the setup of the episode where we're explaining all the things that will become important uh lizard demon will chase down your car and you might be assuming later in like oh he's gonna have like they're gonna pile into trapper's truck and then he's gonna chase him down no it's never mentioned again jeff fucked up he fucked up this whole scene like I feel like he knows what he's done. He's like just fucking sick with power now. He's just like, I can do anything. So he starts sharing a story about like the lizard demon getting cornered in a barn and then like somehow leaping out through a tiny hole. Like he's just saying shit. Just like challenge me. I dare (laughs) anyone to say I'm lying. Now they do let this one stick, but we'll get to that. Uh, Shrepper says, now the key to finding lizard demons, which is a great, a great sentence. Uh, like as though there are a lot of things you can do that aren't right to find a lizard demon, but we, we know the way 
is to find his travel route to the Ohio River. And now this is a dangerous hunt because we have never hunted a water creature. Mm-hmm. It's the first water-based creature. And I don't know if I should say this every episode. Maybe I should just, just let it be known that this is always going to be a thing. But they're going to mention that the first sightings of this thing go back 120 years and imply that it's a single immortal creature. And then, as you mentioned, Robert, in the very next sentence, they will start referring to them in plural as if it's just a type of creature you see around here, as if it's a species. So, again, when it comes time to trap them, they always land on there's just one or they've established there's a pack of, you know, like five or, or whatever. But in the lead up, when they're interviewing people, they they always just flip back and forth. It's like, say, a lizard demus or, or a wampus beast. Buck is uh, Buck is especially worried uh, about about the lizard demon. He says, uh, I'm especially worried about the water part. We can't see in the water, can't breathe in the water. He does all of the above. This is a whole new twist. Everything is different. The other thing that is, again, in the very first episode in the pilot, they claimed that they had been working as a monster hunting team for, I think, seven years before the show started. And then they quickly forgot about that. Like, as of that episode, they they completely forgot to reference all their infinite past experience with hunting, you know. And so they're constantly saying things like, well, this is our first blank. Like last episode, the Mothman, they they said, well, it's our first supernatural creature. It's like, well, you've hunted like 2,000 creatures at this point. Like half of them are supernatural, aren't they? Uh, and here, same thing. It's like, well, it's our first water creature. It's like, well, yeah, it's the first water creature of the six episodes you've done. Did you forget that you're supposed to have been a, a, an expert monster hunting team? Because otherwise, if they admit that that first episode was their first hunt they'd ever done, then they're just a bunch of idiots in the woods. The whole point of saying <laughs> that was to establish that they are trained and experienced experts, and they just totally forgot to – they keep forgetting to reinforce that. Well, they do say the key to, find, to, to catching a lizard demon is like finding his trail to the largest uh, river. So, I mean – they. they I don't, but I guess that's not their experience. They say like know a guy who hunts lizard demons. I don't know. I, I, yeah, they know they have expertise, but it's never happened before. Like, there's got to be some sort of hillbilly monster hunting clubhouse. Like, I, I like to imagine it. This is a reference just for me and like four nerds, uh, like Supernatural, where there are teams, elite teams, just roving the United States, and they all they all sometimes meet up and and share lore together. So that's how they know all of this, of course. I mean, if you, if you had some kind of a budget, you would actually just in Jeff's house, and you're not going to see any of these people's houses, but in Jeff's house, you'd have like a little or a, house. a little library of monster books on a shelf. And implying that he, he spends all of his spare time, yeah, he's a researcher, right? That he spends, so that there's some book he's read that in. Or he would even, God, if you really had a budget, you would even have like the page out of the book with the little drawing, like in Buffy, where it's right. like the little, well, it's like, well, they say... You know, that he travels up the river and then he, he escapes into these shallow ponds. So if you can just find his path from the river to the pond, boom. But any, anyway, uh, it, they they always just reference this knowledge and never explain where it comes from. Every once in a while, Jeff does says I read does say I read on the Internet, <laughs> which is which is great. You're just like on Reddit somewhere. You're reading the Mountain Monsters Reddit. I mean, like, I read on the Internet. Uh, so it's a new twist. Everything is different. So they're going to meet. Uh, a white man in a field outside his house. We're going to meet 
the exact same format the show will always take. This is J-Bob. He is a, he's a hunter. He's dressed in head-to-toe camo, camo baseball cap, camo jacket, camo waders, camo shorts, but there's a little gap between his uh, his gaiters and his shorts, like a little, like a, like a naughty little British boy that I find is completely adorable. Uh, and if we've not established this already, the, it's a running trope of the show that they're never allowed in the witnesses homes <laughs> they never they never have these conversations like on their patio or around their kitchen table or some like establishing how these people live and their families in there no it's always like half the time they will just pull up and the guy's just standing on the side of the highway in this case j bob is standing in it looks like an open like a carport type structure but there's like a sofa and stuff in there implying that yeah. he that's where he lives? Isn't I, I believe the implication is that's how everybody lives in this area. Every everybody's semi-homeless. He's, he's seen him. He says, I was out front here one day, and I tell you what, this lizard man came right down here and jumped in that pond. So it's a repeat of the Ohio grass man just running and cannonballing into a pond and having fun and not hurting anybody. And Trapper says, Well, what did he look like? And J Bob says, He's about seven foot tall, dark green. That's it. Trapper nods sagely and says, well, that sounds like him. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, his head was like a lizard, not a gator. They establish in the rendering that he has a tail, right? Like he has a thick tail. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a that would be a key distinguishing feature between did you see a guy in coveralls or did you see a lizard demon that has a tail? <laughs> did you see yep. a lizard demon or a Hulk? Is it a lizard demon? It's got to be one of the two. And which Hulk? The Wood County Hulk. Uh, I love that his description is seven foot tall, dark green, silence. And Trapper is just like, yep, that's him. Yeah. Got him. Sounds a lot like that. And then later he clarifies, well, hold on. His head was like a lizard. There you go. (laughs) It was like a lizard. Still sounds like Shaquille O'Neal. All of these are Shaquille O'Neal just in various Halloween costumes like Scooby-Doo. Just out there trying to drive down property costs for his... (laughs) His investment property. Shaquille O'Neal real estate scheme. <laughs> he's gonna come out with his head on one of those little placards and he's gonna he's gonna get his real estate license and start selling all these flipping all these properties. Uh, so J Bob he set himself up a trail cam and he got a photo he wants him to check out. And Buck says in a, in a brief testimonial, now I've heard of things like this before, a half lizard, half man down in the south, but not out here. They just this showed a newspaper thing. article of the local lizard man. <laughs> that the whole episode, all they've been talking about is the local lizard men. <laughs> Buck is adding different improv. Uh, anyway, J-Bob has his picture. It's it's kind of a featureless blob, kind of a guy in like an old sweater. I'm so uh, pissed off at this past. picture. It could have been a tractor. It is just nothing. It's, it's just nothing. But... <laughs> It's the most I've ever seen them celebrate anything. One of them says, oh, my God. And the other one's clear as day. And somebody else says, couldn't ask for better than that. I think you could. Yeah. I think I, like you're not you don't deserve a lot in your life yeah. uh, based on your life choices. But I think you can ask for better than this. It looks like someone turned on panoramic view and dropped the camera. It's just a smear of kind of white on black. And it's a world in which everyone has like a 4K full color video yeah. camera, 60 frames a second video camera in their pocket at all times. 
And this incredibly grainy photo, I get it, that's supposed to be a trail cam, but even if your trail cam that you bought off Amazon gave you this photo, you would return it. Yeah. It's like, well, that this <laughs> yeah, does me no sorry. good. It's just a it's just a blur. It's like a, a Nintendo DS camera or whatever. It's the last time I fucking buy a trail cam from Mihong Haksu. <laughs> <laughs> but they tell they like look at you can see the rib structure here and they just like grab a blob that sort of looks like it could be a torso of something and oh here's the gills it's just they are circling blobs on blobs um but that's the clearest evidence that they've ever seen it's so enough off at it. to skip way ahead of their normal procedure and jump right into the night first night right. investigation that's all we're going to do for research uh, jeff and trapper are going to take the forest golf cart uh, the rest of them are on foot looking for small details, so it's it's clear who the favorite is, Jeff and Trapper. Uh, <laughs> Trapper says, for God's sake, if you see him, don't get close to him. And Buck says, if you get that close, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> just sheepishly. Now, sheepishly. after everything we discussed in the previous episode about how they needed to justify their hunts, here Trapper says, let's go find the son of a bitch. And the only thing that the witness saw the lizard demon do, because I realized they're calling it a demon, but the only thing yeah. they saw it do was come out of the river, river and then go frolicking in his pond, <laughs> not bothering anyone. Like, to, you know, to our knowledge, this thing they is not even. They could have said, like, all the fish in the pond were dead after he touched the water or they something. They could have Just said anything. anything, anything. Say that he had a son. He has been eating the guy. <laughs> he ate my son. <laughs> he, he ate my boy. He could say anything. His name was Bob Jay, and he was going to be better than me. He was for once going to be better. Once again, they're not treating it like this is pest control or we need to keep it away from people's cattle. It's personal. We've got to get this son of a bitch. It is sentient. It is evil. It, 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 for some reason, we, we have to get revenge on it for existing. They completely forgot to do that this episode. <laughs> they they try to shoehorn it in a little bit, but it's they, very it's last amazing minute. how they try to do it later. We'll get to it. Uh, so Huckleberry and Buck are just bitterly complaining that they have to walk through the swamp about how they don't get to ride in the golf cart. And Buck Bucks is trying to play something off here. He says it's probably because we're the only ones big enough to wrestle him. And Huckleberry <laughs> looks at him and says. Or where I've come from, it's called being bait, Buck. And Buck has to say, yeah, being bait. <laughs> I was going to do a tough guy thing that's for us. That's better. <laughs> Buck is really trying to step out of his role in the improv, and they're all just like, no, you're where you need to be. Uh, they immediately find the track, of course. Uh, yeah. They've been out here for, it must have been seven minutes their time, so it's time to find the monster. Huckleberry steps next to it again and they go, oh my God, like comparing his foot to that because Huckleberry is the yardstick by which they measure the unknown world. And I, you know what? I can't fault him for it. <laughs> He's, he yeah. should not be. And uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's bigger than a Huckleberry. That means it's quite a danger and needs to be killed. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I like that they have the, the thermal and they're, they're trying to like, find him on the thermal and at first I was like well this should be easy he's going to have a tail they won't be able to like fake it with a human but then it occurred to me oh he's a reptile he's not going to show up on thermal and I was like oh I can't wait for them to reveal that I can't wait for these guys to figure that out and they never do 
<laughs> the whole episode. I'm not setting something up. They never, it never occurs to them that a reptile will not show up on the thermal camera. He's also like, he's got gills. So he's also a water also creature. Also fish, yeah. <laughs> and, and on top of everything has just come from a river. Uh, so they, uh, they, they immediately find him in the golf cart. Uh, Jeff says, hard to miss him on thermal. That tail will stick out like a big old sore thumb. So, of course, we will not be seeing him on thermal this episode. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> not for the reasons Sean said, but because Jeff just fucked up the special, uh, the, the special yep. effects department. He just he threw that out. And so Trapper, based on nothing, they're just kind of standing around and Trapper turns and says, well, shit, Jeff, this is spooky. <laughs> <laughs> just like the innocence of that like I picture them filming this and he and Jeff have been out there for like 10 minutes not really talking and really like well shit Jeff this is spooky they're never and quite then, straight cut. on how much we danger got, they're in they're like, they're like I guess yeah, that's the very plan. much we a wander like, around and he gets house. close we shoot him yeah and then it's, sometimes it's just like boy oh boy I'm kind of spooked by the by the impending spookiness You're like no no he can tear a car apart <laughs> No, we're ignoring that. Fuck you, Jeff. Shut up. He chases cars on the highway. Your guys' top speed is 1.5 miles per hour. Maximum. <laughs> I, I do love the unspoken subplot of them trying to like write checks that the effects crew can't cash. Right. <laughs> they didn't have just kept upping the stakes on that. That's like... Now, sometimes it goes soaring think, through the air with a, a orange streak behind it, like it's shooting fire from its rear end. I, I think what we're seeing, and we saw it in this episode, I think Buck is the special effects department. And I think that's why when Jeff was like, he hunts cars down, Buck is like, fuck you, Jeff. Man, no, he doesn't. He does not do that, in fact. Google image search, like, car accident and just threw a picture up. I heard he can't. Fender, def- I, got a I heard he can't affect the material realm at all. He's an ethereal being, can't even make footprints. He doesn't show up on camera, uh, you asshole. How about that? How about how about I heard that? I heard he could do Adobe After Effects preset number four. Ain't that right, Jeff? I heard you yeah. can do that, Jeff. No? Then maybe he doesn't do that. Uh, so, so Jeff doesn't have anything on thermal. Buck quick draws at the woods and goes, hear that? And Huckleberry sees a, a cave in the rock and is immediately like, well, I'm going to go in this cave. <laughs> we cut to commercial. <laughs> no, for, no, for, no, for no good reason. Uh, we almost cut to commercial. A bunch of gravel falls off the cliff. Oh, right. And Buck so says, oh, Huck, get out of there. Like Huck is being fucking torn to pieces. Just absolutely. He's watching his best friend get flayed by a fish man. <laughs> cut to commercial. We cut back and they're both pointing their shotguns above. And the camera crew of those goddamn sons of bitches are so unprofessional. You won't believe it. They're filming Buck and Huckleberry instead of the creature. Because the creature, as Buck says, is right now, right now in this moment, he's five feet away and coming for my face. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to set this up because uh, they can almost like touch each other, Buck and Huckleberry. Huckleberry's just like a little bit to the left with his headlamp. He's like looking into a cave and he's like, oh, this here, this cave looks like there's a dead end back here. Now, now Buck is waiting for the cue for the guy up on the hill to toss a few rocks down. And so Buck says, oh, it's, it does a dead ends. Like he, he's like, he can't like fucking make the words make sense. Cause like, like the cue, the, the cue is wrong. Anyway, I just, I really like this, how, how insane the conversation got. Well, 
while he's trying to fill time waiting for the gravel. And then, of course, some very large rocks fall down, suspiciously like uh, landscaping gravel. And it's five feet away as, yeah. as he's saying this and coming for his face. So, of course, Huckleberry stops to give a testimonial. And now you might be thinking as we've gone along that, oh, these are testimonials they do after the fact. And they're talking about how they felt <laughs> in that moment. Uh, they specifically, first of all, they specifically say all of this in present tense, as in we're doing this, we're doing that. But also Huckleberry is in there talking like, yeah, so I was going into that cave and then here's Buck fighting with the thing in the background. He hears another noise like, oh shit, and he runs off yeah. to go help again. The lizard demon interrupted the recap. I think that's the first time they've ever done that. In the middle of the recap, he stopped to give the testimonial while Buck was still being attacked. He was like, oh, I gotta go. So that's canon now that all of these testimonials happen in live time also when buck and huckleberry are operating as a unit like that you should refer to them as buckleberry <laughs> <Will do. laughs> it's certainly the how i'm going to ship them <laughs> uh so buck buck hops on the radio and it's like in sheer panic it's still here oh, i got trapper it's still here like he's being currently mauled so jeff and trapper haul ass in their golf carts we're still like tight in close up on on Buckleberry as they're looking right off camera, presumably at a at the at the lizard demon just like snapping its teeth alien style inches from their face, but we can't see it. Uh, Trapper immediately gets back in. Uh, all right, it's over. No, he's gone. I was so confused here because they're like, he's right here. They're like, we got him right here. And then the other guys show up, but they're like already doing the act like, oh, man, we missed him. And then the people who were like, he was just right here. They're like, yeah, boy, he's gone. Almost had him. That's too bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no, we want to we want to run with this, right? We want to he's just we could go. No, no, uh, I'm tired is what the thing is. Yeah. And so he, he got away is what happened. However, the, that does play into the lore because Trapper immediately says like, even while they're still trying to convince him, like, no, he's right here. We can get him. Trapper says, what we're going to have to do is trap him in the water. And then you see Buck shift gears and Buck says, yeah, because he's too quick on land. He's too quick on land, which is completely fucking backwards. Like yeah. you immediately you recognize, wait, hold on. No, he's a, a water creature who loves swimming. So he's going to be faster than you in the water. I would think. But they had to like shift gears to explain why this scene ended with nothing all of a sudden. We go to Wild Bill and Willie's Crackhead Trap Shack. Uh, luckily, Willie has a huge old smokestack. Right. Exactly lizard demon shaped. So that okay. Very handy. The they have had someone build this for him. And this is a real, this episode had a little bit of a budget because this is a device mm -hmm. that they had someone, a third party make because you see him there. Like the guy, the guy who helps mm -hmm. him load it. That's the guy who built this trap. Like it is a full on sliding door fully metal weighs hundreds of pounds it's not an old smokestack he found in a junkyard like they it's on yeah. wheels he put he put an axle and wheels on it it can like steer a little bit and so and watching that yeah, i was I trying to think this is a bear trap it, you think it's an existing just an existing bear trap okay yeah i i, and I think i think they even say like something like that they say like they reference how it could be a bear track a trap but they don't know that willie off camera has been like no i found a huge smokestack yeah. And I made this. So they find a witness who's another Mark. Yeah, and yeah. He's uh, two minutes away. He's two minutes away from J-Bob, uh, their la last witness. And uh, Mark is just kind of standing on the road this time. As Jason said, sometimes they just mill about by the side of the road. But Mark opens up by saying, I can't believe you found me. Mark, you were in the road. <laughs> right. And they were like, oh, no, we're from the country. So we 
we can find people standing by a road. I, I, I didn't get the logic here, but I liked it. <laughs> but also they would have hit him if they didn't stop. So right. <laughs> I can't believe you found me. Uh, so Trapper asks him what the lizard man looks like. Mark very nervously says, big, uh, scaly looking, kind of um, like humanoid lizard type of thing. <laughs> yeah, like Mark said, is never. He said he's kind of a humanoid lizard type of thing. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> he's never done this before and is full blown panic being put on the spot like this. Uh, but it's now time for the most dangerous part of any episode, walking slightly off-road in gentle terrain. It Seriously, it looks... Mark goes to a second good. location with these men. Uh, he should Which be dead. always, always unwise. Yeah. I, I liked how his story changed. Like, because at first, like, the lizard, like, just kind of ran down to the water, but then they get down to the area, and suddenly he's, like, jumping from that rock to that rock to that. Like, once he sees the terrain, he's like, okay, let me adjust my story to this cool terrain. And, like paint a picture for you and it's beautiful it's yeah. a beautiful Ish. little terrain. it's a peaceful little creek with a waterfall and like some hills and they can't stop talking about how dangerous it is It is. they found a great location which uh, to be clear lots of appalachia looks like this it is gorgeous country it's you know whatever else's reputation it's beautiful they found this is like scenic uh, a place people would intentionally hike to just to see it um, and then, of course, they're treating it like they're in the thickest, most dangerous jungle. Yeah, they're in the Badlands. And in fact, Trapper says, this is so remote. How often is people down here, you think? And Mark completely panics and says, oh, I don't think anyone has ever been down yeah, here. We, we just invented <laughs> coming here for the first time. Wait, didn't you just see it? You, so you were here, certainly. And also the road's right here, which is where it's we like were. a literal waterfall <laughs> here. Like, I'm. I'm pretty sure there's people hiking there, like, now. Like, right now. There's probably a treasure behind that waterfall. Being guarded by a second monster. <laughs> uh, once again, we have found uncharted territory just off the Ohio River. Uh, so they take off for another sighting, this time 15 miles away, to meet maybe my new favorite character in Mountain Monsters. <laughs> Bob. This is Bob. Bob is an auctioneer and he's our first less than completely offensive hillbilly stereotype. He lives in kind of a nice house by the river. It's like an actual, it's not a garage with a sofa in it. It's not a hole he dug with his hands. This is his vacation like cabin. This is his vacation cabin. They of course are not invited in. I, okay. I want to bring up two points. One, obviously people who live in rural areas or who like to hunt and fish can have modern jobs. That prior to now, you have not seen them interview like an attorney who saw Bigfoot while he was hunting. You've not seen them interview a dentist. It's always farmer, outdoorsman, mm -hmm. you know, professional, like uh, that one guy who said he ate possum or groundhog or whatever. So the, the, the job of auctioneer is like the most city slicker job they've allowed one of their witnesses <laughs> to have. <laughs> and so up till now, again, we're on episode six, we've established that the, the mountain monsters team is never allowed inside people's homes. So they pull up to this guy's very nice vacation home and he is like running out of the front door to meet them as if, as if his wife was like, you get out there. They're coming up the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody knows if you invite the Mountain Monsters crew in, like, your carpet, your carpet's ruined. Yep. 
Them huckleberry feet touch it, you gotta burn it. <laughs> You'll get huck bugs all through that. He, uh, uh, Bob. So, he so says Bob, that the creature had a muscular is, body, seven foot tall, dark green man. Uh, he well, first let's let's introduce Bob properly. Okay, sure. Bob is um, okay. This is very delicate. I don't want to be offensive here. People from all walks of life can do all sorts of things. I just think it was very bold of the casting department to say that Bob was an auctioneer when he has a pretty significant speech impediment and he often often struggles to find the right words for anything. Absolutely every sentence is just I don't think he has teeth. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean like like this. He, he, He doesn't have teeth. So the most mental thing you could imagine for a made-up job for this guy is auctioneer. <laughs> right. Like it, you, it's the last thing you would say. It might be their little joke. Anyway, Bob saw the lizard demon, and he, he says he knew it wasn't a deer because it was standing up. <laughs> and dark green. And dark green. Yet. And had the, <laughs> That's the only way you could tell it from a deer. Had the And then he goes on body. to say, he's, his exact quote is, and it had the features muscular body <laughs> now and he just kind of trails off i like guess that. i just have to ask in their rendering it has a tail have they ever verbally said that it has a tail jeff did yeah. he, he tried to make it a thing when they were on the cart and they fucking shut because, him down right he, he said it'd show up on the thermal so and you just the type of creature it is they're assuming it's got like a part salamander build or whatever i they find it mention the tail later too it uh, fascinated that none when, of the witnesses, it's always just big, tall, like it's so, could so easily yeah. just be a big, tall man in green clothes. Because again, if you saw them at a distance, you wouldn't notice their scales. It could just easily be, yeah. you know, a wetsuit. It's just, well, Buck one does of the clarify, uh, <laughs> 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 fucking check once that house, it's a nice house. <laughs> It's a nice house. You could flip it. You could do a little bit of interior redecorate. Just some staging, honestly. It's got good bones. Uh, Bob says he's not an outdoors guy. (laughs) So this is what the show thinks a city slicker is. Now, it's insane that we have to, like, kind of... What the show thinks we think hillbillies are, or what we've seen so far. And now it's what the show thinks hillbillies think city slickers are. It's Everything's filtered through these like two levels of abstract where you're like, what the fuck are you doing? So this is your first city slicker. And he uses it as a qualification and basically says like, well, now I'm not an outdoors guy. So like, are lizard demons normal? Right. Like, <laughs> I'll defer to you. He basically phrases it. Because <laughs> yeah. when they say lizard what man, he, actually- he kind of gets stunned by that. Uh, which might just be great. Well, what good he actually says is, I don't know what I'm looking at, at here. And what I'd like is for you guys to help out. And Jeff very sternly says, well, I'll tell you what you're looking at here. It's a lizard demon. <laughs> no, you said you said it wrong. Uh-huh. Well, I'll uh-huh. tell you what the hell you're looking at. <laughs> it's right. the lizard demon. Uh, that is such okay. a fucking okay. such a beautiful way to phrase right. it. Like, yep, 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 yep. You got these him, lizard demons. They're lizard demons. They call them a the concrete person. Jack's not going to like that. Like, you're calling him a city slicker, but the term they use is concrete person. Right, right. Trapper says, Bob's not country. Back in the hill. This is his phrasing. Back in the hill, us hill people, we'd call him a concrete person. <laughs> never heard people. that phrase before in, in my life. Also never heard him say that we live in a hill. In like my hobbits. life. I have lived <laughs> near this region all of my life. Never heard the term concrete person. Ever. 
He's a city dweller, so Bob has no idea what he's dealing with here. And then we can visually tell that because Bob is wearing the city slicker outfit, which is a shirt and jeans instead of. He's got his flannel tucked into his belt. But he's like a, a fancy he's, man. He's a toothless hillbilly by any standards. Like he's got the as big country a man as you'll ever see. Most. The fancy big city job of auctioneer. <laughs> this guy what, absolutely. See what I mean? That's what they think. Stores billiard balls in his toothless mouth is what this guy does for a living. <laughs> he's maybe the biggest hillbilly they've found, <laughs> and it just they dress. I again, maybe this is all a joke that they are aware of. But the implication with like Trapper and Jeff and the way they're talking to him, the implication is that like if you lived out here, you'd obviously be like, like, oh, shit, it's a lizard demon. I have to put down some some fucking some diatomaceous earth. I have to spray peppermint oil to keep him away. <laughs> but but no, because he's a city slicker, he's going to go up and like try to feed it bread right. or something and get himself killed. But they just talked to two other hill folk who were like, what the fuck was that? I never saw yeah. anything like that. Yesterday, they talked to a guy who, like, never heard of the Mothman. I mean, they, they, <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with where you're from. This is oh, this dumbass doesn't even know what a lizard demon is from the city. Like, drives a car with wheels. <laughs> Instead of feet, which is what we do. <laughs> Bob, Bob emphasizes how incredibly fast the lizard demon is in water. So he's just fucked the entire yeah. episode. Like, yeah. Trapper's... <laughs> Trapper's whole thing was how slow he's going to be slower in water. And now like the whole trap they built, everything is thrown right out the window, but they don't realize it. Uh, Smirkingly, Trapper says very condescendingly, Bobby, I doubt he owns a gun. He's in a dangerous situation here and he don't really know it. Like just, it's called the lizard demon. I think he got it. I think he gets it. Like you assholes have ever shot a lizard demon. They leave with the heavy implication that Bob is never seen alive again. Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, they're because like, say goodbye to him for one last time. Trapper, Trapper <laughs> is going to do his, his CSI bit where he goes down to the riverbank next to Bob's house and sees where there's like a little bit of mud where the, the grass is washed away and determines that this is the lizard demon's slide area. Yeah, implying that when it enters the water, I guess it gets down and just slides on its belly into yeah, the water. It's like a penguin. It's got a little penguin well, DNA. That's where it gets the gills. And, <laughs> and, and from this, he concludes, like overtly, that it is going to kill Bob soon. <laughs> it's going, yeah. It explicitly says it's going yeah, to kill Bob. So when they leave and say goodbye to him, it's like. It's like this poor son of a bitch, Bob. It's going to tear him apart. This is the stakes for the episode. Like it is getting closer and closer, not to people, but specifically to Bob's house (laughs) and will murder Bob (laughs) if they don't stop it. So they're kind of waffling. Like maybe we let nature take its course. Teach that city slicker. Flip that house of his. I know a buyer. It's a real big guy. Uh, so Willie, (laughs) Willie unwisely brings a third mark into the equation. And this is the guy who built the trap yeah. and they need his help getting it into the water. Uh, now they need to wait though. They need to wait for wild bill and his, uh, his uh, rambunctious energy to show up to, you know, wrestle it into the water with them. They su- suspiciously don't let him drive the forklift. Like yeah. he, he's right out of there. Uh, so he rides, he, first of all, he rides the tube into the lake. Uh, he mounts it like, like Dr. Strangelove and just rides it, rides it out there. And then he crawls into the tube, pulls the, the trap shut 
and screams, I can't get out, help me! As though that will be the, the lizard demon I have a, begging for help. There's a thing about this that I appreciated where before they shut the trap shut, he covers his ears, which is, I think, shows a very canny foresight. Like, this is not the first time Wild Bill has climbed into and set off a bear trap. He knows that's going to be noisy when that clap shut. He's always in a man trap, sometimes just to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> just to have a dry place to sleep. Ooh, is that a man trap? All right. And uh, at some point uh, he says, hope that done hold her till the old cows come home. <laughs> now, now it's, it's everything's got to be a country how they, with <laughs> how they how they place this man, this 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 lizard demon trap is they drive it to the end of a boat launch ramp and leave it at the end of a boat launch ramp. Yep. They clearly wanted to submerge it and it just it's kind of like left it poking up out of the water. It's like in two feet maybe of water and just kind of stops and then it's obviously going to be incredibly hard to move that it's around. It's a criminal uh, level so- of pollution. Like you're not allowed to dump a smokestack sized trap in the river. Uh, also now I, I fear that our listeners are saying, well, now hold on this, this, this thing will imprison the lizard demon. But, and, and then what, what do they intend to do? And then what? And you may yeah. have realized that in the previous episode of the Mothman episode, they also never established what they were going to do with the Mothman. And again, because they do this in every episode, maybe I need to stop explaining it because they never, ever, ever bring with them tranquilizers, uh, restraint, uh-huh. restraints, a mobile cage they could load it into to take it to a laboratory somewhere. They never have like experts waiting on it if they do catch it, whether alive or dead, so they can examine the corpse. The implication with every episode, and I guess from here on out, is that once it's in the cage and, and helpless, they will come down and riddle it with shotgun buckshot. Yeah, just have to decide going to put it down <laughs> until it's dead. You're gonna- they're going to give the final shot to Bob so that he can get the taste for blood. <laughs> because they literally never <laughs> established life, any procedure for what they would do with the trapped animal. Because they're obviously not going to eat it. They're not going to, they're not trophy hunters. Like they never, ever they establish what they're going to do if they successfully keep, catch it. <laughs> because they know there's no chance in hell <laughs> based on everything they've ever done. Wild Bill does not know that. Wild Bill uh, sums it all up at the end of the scene and says, this definitely will catch every critter that we've been after, and then some. Uh, so he thinks everything. Everything's going to team up and run in there. It's so much better uh, than Willie, their normal traps. And now the rest, the rest of the crew has joined up. And so Willie's, Willie finally says, well, there's only one thing left. Uh, Trapper says, oh, I don't look the look in his eyes when he said that. So you know it's going to be a bit. Yeah. Uh, Willie brings out, brings out a store chicken, like a store-bought old chicken, and uh, which you think it would be like a chicken carcass to sell like, well, we're from, we're from the woods here. No, no he, he bought a chicken from, from fucking Safeway and didn't even unwrap it to make it seem like maybe they plucked it themselves. It's just still in the package. And he offers it to Buck with no fir- further comment. Like here, this is your favorite gift. <laughs> and then finally they, they start to explain they want Buck to swim out into the trap and bait the trap, which they could have done while it was on land, but fuck Buck. Uh, he thought he was out of the antics. He keeps trying to like graduate himself from the joke role. And I think the rest of them are like, no, no, we know what you are. Willie says, uh, here's the chicken young and tender, just like you buck. And uh, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that very much. Buck loved it. The buck crack. Oh, they actually cut to the, the cliffhanger commercial break over this. 
Like, will they send the rookie buck into the freezing cold water? <laughs> and they, they do. do. They do. Uh, Trapper says, can you swim, Buck? And Buck says, look at me. I'm buoyant. I don't have to swim. I just float, which is great that he's got that. He has on his lucky socks, which are hot pink. Uh-huh. Uh, that's hilarious. Was this course. not like a wetsuit? I thought he might be wearing a wetsuit. Well, I, I thought they were just supposed to be hot pink socks, but also maybe. Uh, he says... He can swim. He jumps in there and immediately tries to prove them wrong. It's like clearly two feet of water and he has a very difficult time. He's <laughs> They didn't think this through, much less practice it, because by the time he gets to the trap, the water is actually cold and he's just going, huh, I, yeah, he's really I can't get my breath. Time. Hold on. Like he's really in trouble. And he finally, he dies into this tube, moaning the whole way and they shove a dirty chicken through the grates at him. All of this has become disgusting and like the bit has turned into into torturous. Here's the part that was fucked up is that Wild Bill is on top of the trap. Like he just kind of hopped onto it and he reaches in with the chicken. So they could have done all of this by just having Wild Bill hop out there and set the trap. Yeah, so if they didn't to, just yes. do it before they put it in the water, which would have been the right. other option. But yeah. yeah, even the way they do it, he has to basically do the work because Buck is slowly dying of hypothermia on the other yeah. side of the, the closed <laughs> gate. And when Buck does get back to the to the dock, I think he's maybe supposed to have something funny to say because everybody kind of looks at him expectantly, but he doesn't have anything funny or cute to say. He just goes, huh. He's huh. very miserable. <laughs> he's, he's very miserable. And Trapper puts a hand on him and says, Buck, is your giblets froze up? <laughs> and Buck says, all I can say, being this cold, we better get that lizard demon. That's right now. It's personal. Yes. He replied, "My giblets are in my throat." Okay, so there was right. there, my there giblets was like are in my throat. I'd say, the- aside from the seventy or eighty times they drop Wild Bill out of a tree, this was the most dangerous stunt they've done. Because if he would have drowned out there, which was very, very possible, no one could have rescued him. He was in a uh, a tube with one point of entry, like deep in. He was in water. a trap. Yeah, he was in he a water was trap. In a trap. <laughs> Uh, he was in a buck trap. They set and baited a buck trap with a chicken, and he fell for it. He swam out there with oh his own bait. You're exactly right. <laughs> so, so now everyone there will agree that from now on, their motivation to kill the lizard demon is to get revenge for yes. almost freezing and drowning Buck. He got yes. cold. Buck literally, blames the monster for being cold, not his dick friends. Literally, one of them says, we'll brand Buck's name on his ass. Like this is pretty, <laughs> yeah. It's like that. that Buck, Buck was, repeats that. He says after being in that trap in that water, I want to get this lizard demon. It's personal. They really want to sell yeah. that at this point. It's like yeah, now they have yeah, stakes. If this was a crime worth killing a monster over, they could have simply not done it to their friend. <laughs> is my point. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trapper, Wild Bill, and Willie, our team, are on team A. Uh, they're flushing it. From the river to the land, while Buck, Huckleberry, and Jeff on Team B flush it from the water. No, flush it, flush it from the land to the water. So it's a right away. I think there's a problem with that. Yeah, plan. but Trapper's in a rowboat, and while while Bill and Willie are just in hip waders, they find a rib cage in the river. So they're like, okay, it's he's that here. Same, he's tearing it's the same freaking rib cage. Yeah, same rib cage. And now, uh, while Bill only has a knife. And he's really excited to fucking gut that goddamn lizard demon. But I, I guess my point is, if you were watching a horror movie, uh, you would consider this to be the dumbest thing any character in any film has ever done. Like, if these guys got killed by the water monster while they were just, like, 
walking through the water noisily trying to find the water monster, uh, you'd be like, no, I'd never do this. Uh, I'm the dumbest movie I've ever watched. Like, there's just no circumstance where the monster shows up and then they also live. Like, the, the I guess is the point I'm trying to make. They can't yeah, see you anything. Would be, you would be ashamed to be the monster that, that did not yeah. get them from this. Not just didn't get trapped, but like, you didn't. They look so juicy. You didn't kill anyone. Not just that, but they just, they only had to remember like two things. They baited the trap. They right. baited it, meaning you wait until it gets hungry and then it comes into the trap and that's you trap it. And then they, in the very next scene, talking about, okay, we've got to flush it out and force it this direction. It's like, well, it's not going to, if if it's in a panic running from you, which you already established that if, if you're in the water and it's in the water, it has its advantage because it's amphibious and you are not, but you're not going to flush it. Or is your plan you're going to flush it toward this direction? It's going to be like, oh, food. I'm going to go stop for a snack. They like, say that in the episode. Yes. Yeah, the episode slowly realizes it at this point. Buck finally spots the flaw in the plan and says, we've seen what it can do on land. And it's a water-based creature, so it can only be twice as bad in water. <laughs> I was lamenting, like, why did we do all of this in the water? Uh before we before we leave that that little river scene, uh, there is a beautiful, very apocalypse now like moment where in this in this black and white night vision, uh, Wild Bill is intensely leaning out over this water and he's tracking the, uh, across the surface of the water with the blade of his knife and he is saying, "Come on out, Mister Lizard Demon! I'm gonna cut you three ways, long, deep, and wide." Yeah, he's a fucking genuine maniac, yeah, that's and a, I love him. That's a Dennis Hopper. He line. in this in this episode has the mannerisms of a man who is very intoxicated. But it, he has brought to this this fight against the hundred and fifty year old lizard demon, uh, not a gun, but a comical serrated knife from like a slasher movie. Like a goofy, yeah. a goofy knife, like a custom knife. And uh, someone asks him about it, and he slurring badly says, "Right here is my weapon. I'll get him by the head, and I'll get him back. Make a small incision in him. You'll be able to have a blood trail." To which, to which Huckleberry <laughs> says, "You worry me sometimes, Bill." To which he replies, <laughs> "If I don't worry you, there should be something wrong, Huckleberry." <laughs> I love that he's even he's aware like yeah. you should fear for my safety like you're right you should be afraid I am going to hurt myself yeah, he's doing a we bit but this. he is a genuine maniac yes like within the fiction of the show he's still a maniac like his friends are still like oh fuck this is not okay <laughs> and then we have a direct quote from Buck saying after getting into that trap and in that water I really want to get this lizard demon. It's personal. A trap that you put in the water to, <laughs> to catch it already. Now, I don't want to get political on this show. <laughs> I feel like that captures a certain mindset. Yeah. That you will find in certain people of a certain personality type, possibly in certain regions of the country. Of I have done tremendous harm to myself, and I'm out for revenge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in that way, perhaps that only way, they actually have uh, a connection to the heartland. <laughs> they actually have a connection to these people in this mentality. Perhaps the only way. 
Uh, so they're hearing noises. Everything's going down. Trapper spots a set of red eyes on the water. Nobody else does. So they forget to play along with that. Uh, the fishman uh, lizard demon runs up onto land for some reason and then around them and back kind of towards the other team. Jeff thinks he's got something on thermal and we show that only they've actually blurred the thermal camera because they, they don't even want to show you the blob right. that you can get on thermal. It's too embarrassing. I think because I think because Jeff called out like we're going to see the tail on yeah. thermal and they're like they have they just a Gorn costume it. and are like well fuck I wanna Jeff. Point something I, let's out. just blur it. That like so they're ch- literally chasing him. He's thirty feet away from him. And they chase him out of the water, and this is, I would say, a, like a fucking active lizard demon fight. And they are still tracking it like it's a thirty year old cold case. They're like, look here, here's where his tail scraped across this log. It's like, no, dude, you're chasing him with your gun. <laughs> you're fight, you're fighting him right now. But he's still like trying to prove to the, this this audience, like, no, look, he's real. You can tell from this here tail marking. <laughs> so they they chase him into the barn and it's just like Jeff's story. It was uh it was Chekhov's barn the whole time. It's above them and dust shakes down from the loft. If the story is real, the lizard demon went to the barn and then closed the door behind him. <laughs> yes. Yes he did. And then went up in the in the attic to get away from them. Right. Now Buck has to get up there to, to investigate this disturbance and it just it would be extremely funny if he was just mauled by raccoons as soon as he stuck his head above the floor because there are like real mundane dangers to just doing this goofy shit out in the woods and like sticking your head into so clearly somebody scouted this beforehand because otherwise like somebody would at least get sprayed by a skunk right doing this like you're fucking around in the woods scaring everything we know there's no raccoons upstairs because one of them was upstairs stomping to make it Yes. It seemed like the lizard man <laughs> yeah. was up there. Yeah, I, I mean, even within the fiction of the show, if you're in an old barn and you like some dust starts coming down from the ceiling, there are many, many, many things other than a lizard demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in fact, that should be maybe three or four on your list. Like, <laughs> like rats, could be a cat, raccoons, lizard demon. Raccoon that's, can't that's close the, a barn works. door, though. <laughs> Not like a cat can. <laughs> Wait, no, lizard demon. That's what we're hunting. Not cats. Not cats. You can tell by the tail. Uh, there are little pings all around the barn, uh, and they, they're they very terrified by this. Uh, I don't know why. Like like the lizard demon is tapping on aluminum siding. Yeah. Jeff's completely unfocused thermal sees nothing, yet he still says, it's headed right towards him, and it's headed right towards Trapper's team. Uh, once again, the most dangerous part of any episode is navigating unpaved ground. Wild Bill in the pursuit does each hard shit <laughs> yeah. on nothing just falls down just falls down gets back up he runs into the golf cart and then we cut to commercial just as he makes this little noise like he knocked the wind out of himself he's going like oh <laughs> real undignified like i just really fucked myself up falling onto that grass and prior to this we had i think we may have skipped over it a little bit but my consistently my favorite trope in the show is when they find the monster nest so in the attic of that barn there was a small pile of hay. Yeah. <laughs> like he likes to and, sleep And instead there. of saying, well, maybe that's a bed that he lays on. Because, again, they've established this creature is seven feet tall, weighs 400 pounds. They decide that that's its den that it lives in. Like, they're like, well, look, there's like a hole at the bottom where he's tunneled in there. They yeah. do this repeatedly where they will find a, a Sasquatch, like, nest but it's a knee-high pile of, like, twigs. 
It's like yeah. always an adorable, an adorable tiny little thing because even in the Ohio Grassman episode when they found his house in the woods, <laughs> inside the house they had to have like a pile of branches. Again, not like, well, this is his chair. Like he sits on this. It's like, no, that's that's his that's his hut he lives in. This, but to be clear, you cannot you cannot have a tunnel on the second floor of a barn. For example, that's what most people would call a hole, and they would have seen it from the bottom floor. So for them to get to the second floor of the barn and say, he must have tunneled in through this pile of hay, you're a crazy person. And <laughs> you're saying things that don't mean anything. I like the I like the idea that he's being chased and he like gets out of the river with his big fucking thighs and just sprints away, looking back over his shoulder, real worried. And he ducks into the bar and quietly closes the door behind him. It's like these fucking maniacs are after me. Quickly climbs up the ladder and then runs over to his little bale of hay and worms into the worms into the hole because that's like his safe. He waited for them to come inside and then he stomped on the ceiling above them and then tunneled through the haystack all right so he's out and he's after uh he's after team trapper he's running sure. right towards them and they uh they they hear something this time he's headed right towards them and they hear something they're like oh shit that's the trap we must have got him and so everybody scatters and they run back to the trap we got him this time it was foolproof no the trap is still up they specify and then they forget to specify what the noise actually was. It was just was. a mistake. And, it, and again, that's a thing where they don't do anything twice. He improvised like it clearly it was supposed to be the trap closed. They get out there. He's not in the trap because that's how the show goes. So they, they dubbed in like the noise of the trap slamming shut. And they get out there and the crew had just not closed it yet. And instead of like backing up, it's like, no, close it and we'll come back. It's like, no, we keep going. We can't lose this. He's- that motherfucker can fake trap noises. He can fucking Michael Winslow this shit. He's out there beatboxing trap noises. Oh, we're farting. Wait, I'm not farting. How is he doing this? One of them screams he wouldn't go to bait when he's running, which is the point Jason was making earlier that like. Yes, they realize their own problem and point it out uh, in the show. Uh, they hear another splash and all run over to the side of the river together. And somebody's or Wild Bill says. What what is that right in front of you, Huckleberry? Right in front of you, and then they all fucking unload their <laughs> shotguns into the water over and over again. It's exactly like that scene from Predator with exactly as many pounds of man, just in a different arrangement. Now we had previously spoken about this. Do they have the ability to fire their guns? Because in the previous five episodes, there is tons and tons of pointing their shotguns, mm-hmm. but they never discharged them. And I had theorized they simply don't have the permits or the blanks or the squibs or anything like that to do it. So we thought they're going to have to go nine seasons of the show, never discharging their shotguns. But here one, they're firing live rounds. This is not an after effects thing with muzzle flare. Like they're, they're shooting these, they're ejecting shells. It's they're shooting shotguns. Yeah. Um, and, and I, they're shooting them into the water. So I don't know if they just determined like, do they have this the gun safety person on the set, like in that Alec Baldwin movie, like whose job it is to oversee this? Or did they just do it and figure, well, you're, we're shooting into did. the water, you know, it, it'll be fine. Well, it would be hilarious if they had a gun safety person. Imagine somebody at like one of these industry things introducing themselves to you and being like, oh, I'm gun safety for mountain monsters. Right. 
The show where they all point guns at each other's faces all the time. Oh, yeah. to I be took clear. over the last guy who got killed by a gun. <laughs> they they constantly are violating the thing where you don't point your gun at your like they constantly are doing that. They're pointing their guns yeah. at each other. Very unsafe. <laughs> Which is probably why Wild Bill does uh, not get one. Because like, Yes, he doesn't get one because he kept pulling the trigger. Uh, he, so so he's gone. He is now mimicked. He is fucking Razel. He has beatboxed the trap noise to trick them. And then they they fucking blown the shit out of a river and did not hit him. Uh, but we have established we're moving the goalposts at the end of every episode. So what we have done now is a mission accomplished. We, it's, it's done. Uh, Buck says, well... I can promise you he ain't coming back around here. <laughs> and, and Trapper officially declares the threat to this farmer's cattle and land is over. We have done our jobs. <laughs> Huckleberry <laughs> you says, just emptied all of your ammunition into a river and done nothing. Admittedly not hit him, but you have terrorized a cryptid, which is the official job of this crew. Yeah, now, they're not monster hunters. They're, they're monster terrorizers. They don't kill. They don't even trap. They just fuck with them so hard they don't really trust the woods anymore. Huckleberry says, I believe this lizard demon is somebody else's problem now. And they all laugh. Yes. So, like, to be clear, they're not heroes. <laughs> they're not here to help anybody. They just it tore Bob to pieces. Just... <laughs> it tore him to pieces. Trapper finishes saying, well, if he goes north, Pittsburgh can have him. And they all share a nasty laugh yep. at the expense of Pittsburgh. Fuck you, Pittsburgh. That's how we got the Pittsburgh Lizard Demon that you've all heard so much about. That's why their basketball team is, is the Pittsburgh Lizard Demons. Uh, it's because Where of all those urban elites live in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Buck's, Buck thinks it's real smart. He's like concluded that I think that Lizard Demon is real smart. Because he outsmarted And he us. also says... I think this thing is just trying to sell to stay the hell away from everybody. So they've come to the conclusion at the end of the episode, it really didn't want to hurt anybody after when they blown, almost blown it to shit. Uh, Wild Bill says he'll think twice before he comes this way. Oorah. And they all, Oorah. And uh, that's how they go out. And how we're going to go out is our favorite quote of the episode. Uh, Jason, what was yours? When uh, Buckleberry were exploring the cave before those stones and, and leaves were kicked down on them, uh, Huckleberry said, buckets thicker than beaver hair up there. Be careful. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> sometimes these guys try to improvise backwoods slang that has never been uttered before. And he was up on top of, again, just, uh, you know, just a cave there and some woods. It was not thick in any way. There was not really anything about the terrain, but buck, it's thicker than beaver hair up there he might have been she maybe she had a bikini wax and that's like the joke okay <laughs> no man that might Sean. <laughs> Sean <was laughs> Jason, just like i'm not engaging at that at all <laughs> Jason uh, left. he has left the podcast <laughs> what was your favorite quote sean um let's see i, I like when he says he wouldn't go to bait when he's running because i thought it was a really funny and weird time to think of that but uh i'm gonna go with I believe this lizard demon is somebody else's problem now. I just the the, the, <laughs> the childlike like like cruelty, just like the I do not give a shit about anybody but me type of approach to uh, monster hunting. Also, from a meta level, this is why this show is so magical. 
because in every episode, they improvise themselves into a corner. They cannot fake a creature corpse. They cannot fake a creature death. They cannot, they can't think of a way. It's like, well, we killed it and its body went downstream or, or something, or, or we killed the Mothman and he evaporated because his electricity powers were the only thing holding his molecules together. Every episode, they, they improvise themselves into a corner where there's no way out of it because you've established over and over again, this thing is dangerous. It's going to become a man killer. It is losing its fear of people. You know, it, it travels up and down the river and, and comes to, to hunt. You've established that it's dangerous. You've established that you have to trap it. You have to kill it. And of course, the format of the show, that's not possible. And they never quite, at least through six episodes, never quite figure out how to nail it down so that it, it makes sense. There's never like a thing where, you know, well, according to the prophecy, you know, it'll be 35 more years before he'll reemerge from his hibernation. Never anything like that that would explain like, okay, this is why the job is done. It's wonderful. So they always just have to kind of stand around saying stuff to each other and then slowly walk away in their failure. <laughs> I'd love that they built that into the premise of their show is that they fail every single time. You're making up 100% of the rules and you lose 100% of the time. <laughs> you, you have wrote, written your own game and written yourself as the as the Washington generals. One final note I want to mention. Because they're just making this all up, no reason to up the stakes for the third act. They couldn't have killed off Bob. You don't have to show it. <laughs> they, they you don't have to show it. Yeah. All you have to do is have Jeff walk up and say, well, we just got the news from the sheriff overnight. Bob's gone. Wife, wife says they 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 just saw a big slide going into the going into the river, and his his shoes. All, only thing left behind was his shoes. They find a, a scrap of denim and a scrap of shirt still tucked in. Ah, oh, it's Bob, all right. <laughs> all right. My favorite quote of this episode was when Trapper very very fatherly lays a hand on Buck's shoulder and gently says, "Is your giblets froze up?" <laughs> Last night, the right word.